Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. You're listening to the Service Business Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Church Blissett. Today's episode, we're going to throw you for a little bit of a loop. Uh, I have here with me in the podcast studio, uh, my lovely wife, and Julie is going to actually perform today's interview with our guest, Jeanette Bessinger. It's uh it's a really cool concept. Uh, Julie, you, as most of your li- my listeners know, uh, if you've listened to it for this episode, these episodes for very long, uh, you know that Julie is a nurse at the hospital and she does a little bit of uh, health coaching also. And today we have a very special guest who is gonna talk about um, our health and how it, uh, the, that surprising, you have, there's a surprising way that the lifestyle, your lifestyle supports your business, your service business. And uh, with that being said, I'd like to introduce to you uh, Julie and uh, Miss Jeanette. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much, Jeanette, for coming on. Oh, thank you, Julie and Tersh. It's so great to be here. I really appreciate it. Well, we are really grateful to have you. I think that um, this topic actually supports our service business uh, team much more than they could probably imagine. That's all, that's always the way, you know, we kind of think that we either think that we have it under control or we think that it's not as important as it actually is. You know, it's just really common for everybody, I think. Absolutely. Through all the things that people have going on, all the different things that we're juggling, um, sometimes we wonder how do we even keep our heads on straight. So I think that this is going to be super helpful. I'm really excited to share this with um, the Service Business Mastery listeners for yeah, sure. So am I. Delighted. Um, Jeanette, can you start off with um, introducing yourself and just letting everybody out there in podcast world know more about you and um, just kind of why you are supporting this cause so much? Okay, sure. Yeah. So um, I I just I recently rebranded and my business is um, JeanetteBessinger.com, but I actually had a, a pretty long career, 15 to 20 years as the clean food coach. That was my my main, my primary brand. And um, I've shifted gears a little bit, but my expertise is food and eating and your relationship to life as it unfolds. That's sort of the easiest way to say it. So I operate now primarily as a speaker, teacher, presenter, coach. And uh, I have one flagship program that I'm working with. We can talk a little bit about that. That. Um, but I, I really, I, I kind of streamlined what I do for a number of reasons. But the biggest one is that I was just seeing over and over and over again in my private clients when I had a, a private coaching business, I was seeing the same kinds of issues coming up again and again and again. It really was just like a, a broken record. And particularly people who are hardworking, people who, you know, starting your own business or you're running a service business, a service industry where you are in a position of kind of outputting all the time, you know, you're really sort of giving, 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 and and there's the additional pressure of, of 2019, 2020, where we just feel like we have to be on top of everything, every new development. We have to be connected constantly. We have to be um, moving all the time. And that is sort of adding an additional stress. It's really cranking the situation up a, a little bit more. And so um, so what I do now is, is in a way a pushback. I would call it a course correction 
against that that mind body eating um, framework that we almost kind of fall into. I just keep seeing it. This sort of stressed, staying on top, holding this kind of bracing posture. So a lot of what I do now is is help untwist that or unwind that a little bit. Um, I, I love that. I honestly, we relate to that concept so much. Tersh and I light the fires at both ends and we just see how long we can run. Um, <laughs> and another, another analogy that we were um, given once by some really great life coaches were that we stretch our rubber band out as far as it can go. And we continue to do that. And we do it over and over because we can see how far we can stretch ourselves. And then we become brittle. And it, it really takes a toll on your lifestyle and your family life and even how well your business is doing when you just continuously live a lifestyle that's really unattainable. Our expectations, we set them higher and higher. Um, so Yes. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. And I love that. I love that image of like the rubber band that's stretched so tight that it becomes like hard and it just sort of starts to crack and it loses its elasticity. That that's really perfect. And it's 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 an illusion, this pressure, this idea that we have to kind of go, 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 that there has to be an intensity or a fire that never goes out, that you just keep feeding, that that's the way to achieve your goals, to get your business to rock and roll, to attract your clients, to run your family, to be a great parent. That actually is a gigantic illusion. Um, it's not true at all. And, and when I say that, though, I want to be careful because there is a hundred percent, there's a place for pushing to your maximum. There's a place for pushing the envelope. Absolutely. If that's done strategically, it can really speed up um, your your progress, either personally or, or professionally at the right time. But as sort of a default setting, it's really problematic. And I can speak to this because I've I've been in business for myself for 20 years and I burned myself right out. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah, so that that eventually you you do, you know, the, the candle wick gets really short and it, it can happen in different ways and at different times. But it's just not it's not something you can sustain indefinitely. It's just not. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And is there a specific place where, you know, the limit is, is that different for different businesses, different business owners, um, different lifestyles? That's a really good that's a really good question. One of the ways that you can tell that you're coming toward your limit, because you really don't want to reach it, you really want to sort of anticipate before you get into that place, because when you're past your limit, you are, you're getting sick. Um, you're forgetting things, your, your kind of well-being is out the door, like you're just, you're in a, a stress, in stress mode, like anxious or snappy all the time. Um, and it may not be an actual full illness. Sometimes you're just, your body starts to tell you, like you're getting the neck ache, the back ache, the digestive distress, um, even, even like chronic sore shoulders, migraines, jaw tension, like that's really, you've gone a little bit too far and your body's trying to help you do, you know, your body's always trying to serve you. So whatever you say, I'm going to do this, your body's going to do its, its, its level best to help produce for you. And we can push it, you know, we see extreme sports all the time. We can push it beyond the norm, but at a certain point, there is that breakdown on the other side. So I, I would say warning signs are when you stop, when you start feeling like you're on a treadmill, 
and you're just going, going, and you're not really getting, gaining any purchase, like there's no satisfaction. Um, if you feel like the last time you softened your jaw or took a break, you can't even remember. Um, you look at your relationships, how your relationships are functioning. And I mean, all of them, not just your partner or your children or your parents, but, you know, your friends, your coworkers, like, are those flowing? Is there a lot of, you know, social time? Do you feel rested? Do you feel comfortable in, in your body? Do you, how's your weight? You know, are you under eating? Are you overeating? How does your, your body look and look at your skin tone? All of these things will sort of give you these, these pointers that if it's, if it's starting to look a little run down, if it's not, if it's feeling different than it has, like than, than when you were at your best, then you might want to pay attention. Might be a sign. Yeah. You start, um, pushing in the limit that much, all the things start falling apart. Your body yeah. doesn't know how to keep up. That's exactly yeah, for right. sure. And you mentioned um, talking about food and the relationship with um, those kinds of stressors. How does the food correlate with being burnt out with business? Do you feel like that's something that um, you notice trends with how people relate to food and how it becomes oh something they lean on? Oh my goodness. Yes. It's, um, it's there. There absolutely are trends. I think they're hand in hand, almost to the point of chicken and the egg. Like I'm not sure which one leads to which because they feed <laughs> into each other. Interesting. Absolutely. Um, so our, our, I mean, it, it depends kind of what you're looking at. If you're looking at the standard American diet, the way that we eat in this country, everyone, um, we have since the eighties, the, the average amount of time of, uh, a person spent cooking a meal, whoever was that person in the, in the household, was two hours a day. So you were working on food prep for two hours a day on average in the 80s. Now it's 18 minutes total for all three meals. Wow. So just that, just that necessitates that we are, we are using kind of processed, prepared, ready to go food, you know, assembly meals where you can just kind of throw things together or prepackage things. We don't do restaurants as much as we did in the nineties. We are sort of eating at home more than we did in the nineties, but we're tending to do things like grab, if you're trying to be healthy, you might like grab a yogurt and a granola bar and, and sort of sitting down to cook a meal almost feels a little bit old fashioned. And so, right. So, yeah, old fashioned or like you're wasting your time. We're yes. trying to like multi switch between now we're cooking dinner, but while it's in the oven, we're going to go ahead and post something on social media so that way we can draw more clients to our business. It's like we're just trying to grasp on every second that we have in between what we're doing to just, yes. you know, seem like we're, we're making worthwhile of our time. Exactly. And that, that notion of multitasking, like eating is, it goes on a list for food preparation, especially, but even eating like fits in with everything else. And the interesting thing about that, there's sort of, there's two pieces to this. One of them is what we're actually eating, right? The content of what we're eating and the, the truth of the matter. And I think this is pretty well accepted. I mean, obviously there's a new diet trend every five years and, you know, currently <laughs> it's, you know, keto and all that. But the bottom line is, and most people will agree that eating whole, fresh, seasonal food, leaning into the, the vegetables, the variety of vegetables, that, that is a, that's the way human animals are pretty much designed to eat. And we, we forget that we're animals, but we actually are. And so, I mean, if you gave like, you know, a camel, 
you know, a, a mochaccino and, and a couple of donuts <laughs> and then said, okay, go across the desert today. You know, <laughs> that, that would be right. ridiculous, you know, but this is how we're sort of fueling ourselves as if this, this makes sense, you know, in the natural world, which it, which it doesn't. Um, so there's sort of that there's the, the content of what we eat tends to be not really food that you can, you know, that, that grows from plants or from animals. So that's, that's a little bit problematic on a, on a lot of levels that can drain you. You can end up being overfed, but, but really undernourished fundamentally. Um, it can cause, you know, too much salt, too much sugar to make shelf stable food taste good chemicals in there. All those things can cause inflammation. They can cause early aging oxidation. So there's that. And then, right. but the part two of it is actually how we eat and when we eat is more impactful than most of us realize. And so even if we, even if we ate the exactly the way that we're eating now, so maybe it's not perfect, maybe it's not homemade, you know, whatever, you know, chicken soup and fresh salad vegetables, which is unrealistic for, for most people every day, something like that. Even if we were eating a quicker assembly style meal, if we slowed down a little bit while we were actually eating, uh, if we chewed the food a little bit, the, the average number of, of chews that, that we do is, I think, six, like chews per bite, which is kind of funny if you think about something that's like, you know, like a mouthful of nuts or something like that. But it's it's really the truth is we kind of eat like snakes. We, we break it up enough. Swallowing so, food whole. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I saw I saw a hilarious movie many years ago when when the IMAX theater first came out and it was called like the body or something like that. And they put a camera into the belly of this woman and there's two women having like pasta salad for lunch. And all of a sudden, so you could see the food coming in and there were these like Volkswagen sized pieces of fusilli like tumbling down the throat and landing. Like for me, that was the moment of like, wow, we really don't chew our food. We don't. Well, and then again, that is the time management, you know, mindset because we're just so in a hurry to inhale what we can. And like Tersh mentioned at the beginning, I am a nurse. And um, unfortunately, sometimes we just feel like we can't take a moment longer mm. or we just, you know, we won't have enough time in the day. We we tend to not take care of ourselves very well, which is kind of an oxymoron since we're nurses taking care of everybody else. I, I actually hear that. I will say that over the years, a huge percentage of my clients are nurses, nurses and teachers. Um, so that yeah, I just, it's I very common because you ha- it's it's frustrating because you have the the knowledge, but it's the the job is very high pressure, and and talk about a service business. I mean, you're just you're giving 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 and on 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 and and so so here's here's one of the secrets. Here's one of the secrets. You can actually you can actually slow down the pace of your eating by just by chewing the food. So if you have 10 minutes, if you have 10 minutes, rather than thinking about, I'm going to jam this, you know, whatever, gigantic salad, I'm going to jam this in in 10 minutes because I have to get running. If you actually just chew the food deliberately, and it takes a minute because you have to, it's it's very um, automatic the way that we eat. It's very unconscious. So you have to kind of consciously bring yourself into the moment. 
And you just, it helps to take a, a few breaths, like a few conscious breaths. And no one has to, you know, you don't have to whip out a Zen cushion or anything. And nobody has to know what you're doing. You just <laughs> take a big breath a few times and look at your food. Actually notice. Okay, everybody food. eating right now. Just Stop what you're doing. Take a couple and breaths. And take a few breaths. Yeah. And that will a little bit start to connect you with your body and look at your food. And there's actually a very interesting, a big part of digestion happens when we notice the fact that we're eating. Um, so that that it has a biological ramification. So when we're eating on the fly and not paying attention, you know, in front of the computer or, you know, running around, our body doesn't recognize the fact that we're eating in the same way. And so we digest it. It's our digestion is poorer. We're not drawing nutrients from it the way that we could. And it, I think it's called the cephalic, cephalic phase digestive response, CPDR. They're, they're big, words. big words. Well, and I'm Jeanette. trying to Those land it that this actually is a true, it's a, it's a real phenomenon. It's not like a, you know, touchy feely idea. It's real. And so when you tap into this, then your body prepares itself to receive nourishment. And so automatically you're going to get more nourishment from it. You're going to optimize your digestion. A lot of the, the digestive activity of especially carbohydrates, especially, you know, food that I say to my kids, like, um, essentially carbohydrates grow out of the ground, protein walks around. It's not totally true, but just to sort of give you a framework <laughs> if you, you know, don't really understand macronutrients, but those foods need to be chewed because there's a, there's a, a lot of digestive enzymes that are only in your mouth. They're literally only in your saliva. They're no place else. And so if you're swallowing the food whole, really interesting. You're, you're not breaking down some of these components. And, and whole foods need to be mashed. They have like a, they have, you know, hard outer casings. You need to, to be able to get to the fiber to release the nutrients. You have to grind them with your teeth. And so we all know you can absolutely live like a snake. What most of us do all the time. But even if you're time pressed by slowing down, noticing your food, chew, even if you don't do the whole meal, honestly, even if you chew, consciously chew one, two, three bites at the beginning of that meal, that is going to change the way that your body receives the food. And fundamentally, even if you eat less, you will absorb I like that. more. And this is yeah, the key. I think, yeah, that's I think the way that a lot of our it. guys that are in the service industry, anybody that's still in the truck, I know we're um, our mindset is trying to get you to be um, new business owners and newer entrepreneurs. But if you're in the truck or even as a business owner, you're going from site to site or you're just traveling around, a lot of times we're tending to just want to hit that drive through um, for the sake of time. We haven't um, managed to pack a well-balanced lunch or, you know, we just haven't thrown it all together to be able to go from place to place feeling prepared. Preparation is key. Yeah. Um, but if we're going through a fast food, um, you have any tips for that? Yeah. So my first tip would be everything I just said. And it sounds a little bit strange, but actually do it going through that whole process with anything you're eating, literally anything at all is going to improve the way your body receives it. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is when you're looking at, you know, if you're driving through, you want to think about almost everyone, like I, I would almost take a bet that that most of the people listening on this this to this podcast right now are not eating enough vegetables. 
Like that is really the place where most of us fall down. And so, and it's partly because they're just not as appealing and, or we don't know how to cook them or we think we don't like them. You know, our, our palates weren't sort of tuned to them when we were kids, but if you think about as a general rule, how can I add extra? So, and French fries aren't vegetables, right? Bonus. Vegetables, yeah, not a potato cut up, fried. You know, (laughs) so if you made your own (laughs) potatoes at home, they would count. But the little strips that are like salted to high heaven that you get in the the red. All right, raise your hand if you're in the truck (laughs) wishing those French fries you're eating (laughs) counted. (laughs) And so, so here's what I would do: like get the French fries because we need we need the relaxation, we need the comfort. That's real. And so, take the comfort and the pleasure and the relaxation from eating. Like we're going to, we're going to take it anyway. So let yourself receive it. So take that in. But here's what I would do. Can you cut down that, the, the French fries, can you cut that in half? So you're not eating the whole container, you're eating half. Or if you were, if you would normally get a large, can you get a small? If you're getting a, a burger, can you make it a single patty instead of a double? Choose the grilled, always grilled option over fried is going to be a, a healthier choice. Um, If you are, you know, there's a whole debate about carbohydrates in general, most of us, especially if we're carrying extra weight, most of us are eating too many simple carbohydrates. So like ditching one of the the buns, that's sort of an old fashioned trick, but that's not a bad idea, like half the bun. So if you have half the fries, you have your burger, half the bun, and then is there anything that contains vegetables in that drive-through? is there a salad? Is there steamed broccoli? Like sometimes if they do like a a baked potato, they'll have like a broccoli option. Like, can you just get the broccoli? And so that's nicer on your mind too, because you're adding instead of taking away. So that's because I, I like to advise if you can, when you can, you know, half your plate in the second half of the day should be vegetables and fruits. And so, and fruit can work too. Sometimes they, they'll have an apple or something like that. That's, you know, it's certainly better than the other half of your Right. Fries. Yeah. I think that the leaner, you know, more green options towards the end of the day, fruits and carbs all throughout the first part. I think that's something that we were definitely health coaching towards. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, in terms of the choice of proteins, this, again, there's a lot of debate about this. The, the truth of the matter is there, there are, there's a big degree of, there's a big range of quality when you choose your, your meats. And so poor, so super high fat marbly meats that have been factory farmed, those are probably the worst things for us to eat. And so if there is like a really greasy, you know, really greasy burger or a, a grilled, you know, chicken that isn't fried, like a, a, a grilled chicken breast. The chicken breast is going to be the better choice in factory farming. It's a little bit different if you're talking about free range or organic. Um, but, you know, nowadays, I think it's, is it Burger King actually has the, a vegan patty. It's made from yeah, soy. Yeah, we've seen that. It's definitely mm-hmm. a processed food. Have you seen those? However, yeah. they also so are offering are- a taco, so it's a little questionable. <laughs> About their vegan burger, <laughs> they're they're trying to change it up on all kinds of levels. No, I'm just teasing. Yeah, so yeah, right. And who who the heck know you know who the heck knows where it's going to go? But I think that I think that is terrific because we it's the sauce and the bun and all the fixings that make it taste you know and the all, the texture and things that give us that familiar feeling. So why not try if it's almost the same experience? Why not take something that is much leaner and um 
uh, doesn't have the same inflammatory effects as, as, you know, a factory farmed beef. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, something that I really felt empowered by was whenever I was told that if I'm going to use leverage, I mean, this is with being a business owner anyway, you're going to make leverage deals with yourself to just perform better. But if with food and with like improvements in your lifestyle, don't treat yourself with a big, huge meal or like with a really overly calorie, you know, caloric um, dessert because you're not a dog. Like we don't need to offer ourselves a little food treat. Um, there's definitely other things you can leverage that are um, going to get you towards your goals, you know, in my opinion. It's really, it's really well said. I mean, it, it, it begins, it begins in the, the early days when it's like, just, you know, just eat your broccoli and you can have some pie. Exactly. You know, a lot of us are sort of conditioned, like food becomes that reward, you know, even in classrooms and things mm-hmm. when we were growing up, you know, it's like, yo, good job. You, you're top of the class. Have a, have a know, lollipop. Snickers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. and it really is. I mean, we have four children and that in itself oh. is a lifestyle adjustment. <laughs> um <laughs> Wow. (laughs) But thank you. you. Yeah. Well, to not bribe your child with a lollipop, you know, like, or bribe them with something. It is. It's really hard because we start to um, just find the comfort in food and see it as a reward. And I think that starts it off like the whole process in a really negative way. So if you can just totally think of something non-food that you can reward yourself with that will just set you towards, you know, a, I don't know, a more improved process, then that's much better. It, well, it is. And I mean, and that's such a smart way to think about it because honestly, we use food, uh, many of us use food to uh, give ourselves that break or like, and here's another way to think about it. The foods that we reach for, it's not a pile of broccoli, right? It's it's the expanding foods. It's the sweet things. It's the beer after work. It's the um, starchy kind of carby kind of stuff. All of those foods energetically, they're expanding. They have this quality of expansion. They relax us. They loosen us up. And when we're burning the candle at both ends, you know, raising four kids, bless you, like we we are contracting. We're contracting. So it's like we're doing this. We're bearing down. We're, we're cl- clenching in all day long. And we've got to have something that will let us... Whoosh, like open up and let go. And so we have to do that. Our systems know that. And so pretending, like saying that we don't isn't true. So food does do that, especially sugar, flour, and alcohol, especially those foods. And when you take it to one extreme or the other, and I'm not speaking poorly about any one diet or anything, in, you know, specifically, but whenever you go to 100%, I'm only eating meats and vegetables, you know, then you're cutting out 100% of your carbs. People tend to relapse, if you will, yes. and then have these all or nothing concepts where they're either all in or they're, you know, they don't find a happy medium where if they have a half of a slice of cheesecake that they share with somebody, then they're like, okay, you know what, now I'm going to have the pizza and the, you know, all the fried foods I can, you know, fit in in one night because I'm going to start over on Monday. That's it. I call that breaking the seal. When you, when you like put this moratorium, you're like, I can't eat that ever. And, and you tell yourself, so every time you look at it, you're like, well, I can never eat this ever. And it becomes this like huge mountain, like that you feel like you have to climb over every time you say no until you say yes and then forget it. You're going to, you know, all bets are off. You're stuck 
stacking the stuff you're mainlining, you know, before <laughs> within a, a, a week or two. And that yep, is and absolutely- Yep, destroyed everything. Yes, you've, you're, and it's actually worse than before you started. And so, so that, so going kind of cycling back, using that, cycling back to what you said, finding other strategies, finding other strategies that make us feel good, that help us relax, that give us that feeling of expansiveness and downtime and ease. Like the problem is food does that really well, really well. Right. Oh, and yeah. So it's really effective. It works and it's easy and it's socially acceptable. And we've been trained to kind of use it as a reward since we were kids. And so that that it's really hard to sort of say, okay, I'm going to work and find something else to do. But ultimately, you really do want to be working with moderation. You know, like when you're going through the fast oh, food yeah. thing, you want to be able to have a part of something so that you can enjoy it, but that's not dominating. So that's also, yeah. that's also going back to the veg. Like that's a reason to, if you can kind of fill up a little bit on the vegetables, you're automatically, you're increasing the volume of what you eat. Um, but you're bringing the calories down, you're increasing your micronutrients. So you're, you're fueling all of those, um, hormonal systems, which are like the communicators in your body. So you're improving your digestion, you're improving your sleep capacity, you're improving your energy level, your health outcomes, like all of that is happening literally just from eating vegetables. And you're not quite over time. If you do this, you're not quite that, that, that lunge for the sweet thing isn't as strong. You don't feel it as deeply, but even, right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, I, I just was going to say, like, thinking about things that aren't, you know, I do, I do, I split my programming into on the plate and off the plate and figuring out some other ways that can fit into your tight schedule that fit your lifestyle that have the same effect as, you know, binging on that, that delicious treat. Like, you got to figure out what those are. I call them the P nutrients you know, pleasure or passion purpose, like you've got to find those off the plate, or else you're always going to end up falling back onto the plate. That's just what happens. It's just human. It's very natural. Yeah, boom. I really like that. That was great. Um, I think that that concept of on and off the plate that really would make a lot of um, sense to service business owners, because we're always trying to figure out small strategies to reach a massive impact on whatever it is that we're doing to, you know, reach our clients more effectively and have a better, you know, experience. I think that if we could incorporate that in our own lifestyle and figure out those things off the plate yeah. that bring us all of those yeah. P's. I think that that's important. I like that, Jeanette. You're Thank welcome. you. And they're, they're super, obviously they're very, very individual, you know, they're very individual. And so it's going to depend, um, you know, one person, you know, loves going out and getting, be getting really physical in a fun way, like playing a game, but for somebody else, it's reading a book and being in a bathtub. So, so you have to figure out what it is, but the thing that you want to think about is what is giving back to me? What is expanding my energy? What is in a way um, softening the edges of this, this kind of hard grip that I hold all day? What softens me? What opens me? What relaxes me? And I know that's very feminine language, you know, speaking to men, they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But actually, men need it absolutely as much as women do. And for men, it might be more like thinking about refueling. How can you fill the tank with something that isn't food? Like, what is it? Is it playing right. with your kids? Is it some kind of, you know, hobby or something that is that really does feed you not to just, you know, do it because somebody tells you to do it but because you from the inside, you feel like, yeah, 
this is actually why I work so hard. You know, why do you work so hard? What do you want on the other side of it? That's what we want to be able to pull in small bites, to pull into our lives in a, in a more regular way. Yeah, list 10 things that are going to fill that tank for a man. Um, there are a lot yes. of options, and my mind is trying not to be a dirty man mind right now. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. there, there, <clears throat> there are a lot of, of items that I think that men could list without being too love language-like, yes. but could totally list some things that are important to them that instead of choosing really negative fatty food things or just binge eating or drinking too yep. many beers or and having too many yep. burgers um, could could work on. And I think if you do have a partner that together you working on those things can make that much more of an impact because a lot of times that um, support, I think, from the other half when you're working yeah, so hard huge. makes a huge difference Absolutely. in your lifestyle. If you, mm -hmm. if you can make it a family thing, that's even better, you know, if there are kids involved. If you figure out ways as a family, because your kids, you're training your kids in the same things, right? And so if you can help mm -hmm. them find, you know, what is that uh, kind of discharge button, you know, what's going to vent some steam, um, that if you can help them find it and, and model you doing it yourself that is separate from the food, then that will start to kind of build and strengthen that that muscle. Yeah, yeah, because we got to train them up. Um, they're watching us through and through. And 100%. if you're venting by not only eating food, but even like with any kind of anger management or emotion discharge, I guess, yes. like any type of emotion expression, those are lifestyle things that we just need to have more control. You aren't going to do that in a client's face. I mean, I hope not, um, yeah. you know, to, right, to make that impact on them, you're going to try to keep it all in and bottle up, bottled up, if you will. So if there's a really positive way for you to discharge that energy and um, I guess let your children and let those around you that you care about also see you doing that in a, you know, a beneficial way, I think that that's a huge impact. Oh, it's massive. And that's, I have a whole module, actually two modules on learning how to kind of do emotional management in a different way. Because, you know, we talked about kind of reaching for food for reward, reaching for food to relax at the end of a day. But the other thing we do is modulate our emotional state with food. Like if, if I'm super hot, you know, I might actually want ice cream, like actually, literally, it yes. works like that, you know, or if I'm, um, if I'm trying to stuff, if I'm all day, like stuffing down uh, these reactions that I've had, and I'm getting madder and madder, or more and more frustrated, I'm stuffing it down, stuffing it down so that I can be a professional, that there is there is a, it's, it's not a substance, but there is like an energy and there are, there are biochemical changes that take place in your body when you feel those things and stuffing them down pushes that into the tissues. And so you work in the cardiac arena, like hypertension has a lot to do with stuffing though that kind of feeling on a, in a, on a continuous basis, like that's yeah, not the whole absolutely. picture, but that is part of it. And so we can literally get to this place where our bodies are like kind of swollen with this, this, you know, difficult with, with feelings that we haven't really expressed in a healthy way. And if we don't do that, we tend to either like stuff them down or we vent them out. 
like that's like road rage where we just pop the cork and we kind of lose it. You know, we, we do it that way. And so that we have a little bit of a healthier body when we tend to do that. But on the outside, our relationships and our job experiences and our work environment, that can be messy. So both of them have a cost. Um, so there is there is a middle way. And a big piece of that middle way is fi- consciously choosing to discharge that energy, finding the ways where you can actually let that out. Um, and one of the ways, and this is this is kind of also really well established, it's people use it as a stress management tool, but I think about it specifically around emotions, is vigorous physical movement, like vigorous exercise. So, and I don't mean, you don't have to like join a gym and, or do anything formal, it can be walking at a fast pace or like going fast and slow, like intervals, um, playing a game that you like, a phys- even if it's, you know, Frisbee or horsing around with your dog or with your kids, but doing that consciously several times a week, moving that body, like your body will let it out. It actually will, um, it will take your stress levels down. It will decrease that need to kind of eat that food, which helps stuff the feelings. And that's, you know, food is really, really good for keeping feelings down. You know, it's like I pile it on top of the lid of on the can. And so the can's bubbling, like with all the feelings inside, you just put all this weight on it. (laughs) And, And we just do it all the time. We all, so many of us in this country do it, you know, way more than half of us actually, we do that. That's how we sort of manage ourselves. Um, Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And I think that in regards to the motion, something that people need to realize is it's habit forming. Like you need to create a habit to be able to start even feeling like you're, um, you know, working really hard in that aspect, like being able to have the vigorous exercise, um, maybe set your running shoes next to your bed. So not that you're going to trip and fall and like, you know, (laughs) remind yourself, but just a subtle reminder of something, have your actual clothes you're going to work out in, um, near your bed or near wherever, just so that it reminds you to have that, you know, activity for the day. Building that pathway, building that groove in your brain takes work initially, but eventually it moves around to the back of the brain and it becomes automatic. So if you think you you don't have to work this hard and climb over that hill of getting yourself to do it forever. If you do it for a set amount of time in a regular way, then something else will take over. And it's like, you don't have to, you know, work super hard to brush your teeth, right? Hopefully (laughs) it's just something you do. You can actually get to the point where where movement is like that and another thing i would suggest which can be really helpful is accountability like with somebody else or with a group because that is just so supportive so if you if you're like okay you have a buddy you're going to get up you know at dawn and three times a week you're going to walk or whatever um or a play group you know if you're moms or you 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 know if you like competition you there's tons of um, gyms and things. There are tons of kind of boot campy style things if that's your thing. Um, but I just, I, I wanted to say that, that it's not just, you know, to, to look good like this has, it's like the vegetables. It's way more bang for your buck than you realize. Like it's working on so oh, many yeah. different levels that the the movement and the vegetables are a lot. It's not sexy to talk about these things. Like, I know, I know I need to, you know, eat more vegetables and exercise. <laughs> right. <laughs> but actually you really do. It makes so many things better 
when you do that. Absolutely. You are going to have so much more energy. You're going to sleep better. Your yes. your sexual life, um, all of that is going to be better. Big improvement. Yeah. I mean, honestly, your day-to-day operations, you're going to wake up with so much more intensity and just intentional, you know, and you're going to wake up with so much intention in your mindset to be able to just go through the day having just massive impact, just being able to make things happen and change your business and having that growth. Yeah, it's, it will, if you, if you start to fuel yourself properly and, and a lot of, if you can think about it, like the life energy and food gives us life. If you're eating like live foods, if you're adding vegetables to whatever you're eating, if you're trimming down that salt, sugar, poor quality fats, you know, choosing healthier meats, using moderation, if you're doing all of those things, then you are giving yourself the foundational building blocks that your body needs to be able to pump up that energy, you know, and then if you're, you're working really, really hard, but then you give yourself relaxation, you give yourself down, down, downtime, you let yourself discharge the emotional intensity, it's going to bring, it's the other side of the teeter totter. So if you consciously make the time to do those things, then you can show up. You really can show up again and again and hit it hard because you're giving yourself back what you need. And and you mentioned sleep, like sleep is another sort of a third pillar of these things that we're talking about that I would say is enormously important. Again, more than you know, it's an obvious one. Yeah. You know, we need to sleep to feel better, but actually the sleep time of of our cycle in our daily lives is where our entire system resets we actually reset it's almost on a molecular level so your 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 digestive system it's sort, sort of like the janitorial cycle like you want to go to bed with a some with a the emptier your stomach is when you go to sleep the easier it is for your body to kind of clear out that waste so you're flushing everything your lymph system is getting active you're kind of this is happening organically if you're not super crowded with food when you go to sleep so giving yourself a couple hours before you you fall and then having that, that will happen all on its own. And then when you wake up having like a big glass of water before you do anything else. Yeah, getting in plenty of water, plenty, plenty of plenty water of all water. throughout the day. Yes. All through. I mean, that's absolutely. And if you start with it before your coffee, before any food, you're going to, um, you'll hydrate yourself automatically. You'll get at least eight ounces. I, I drink two, I usually drink like 16 ounces of warm water, like as soon as I wake up. And if you put a if you, little, like, if you want to get fancy, a little squeeze of lemon, mm-hmm. a little dash of apple cider vinegar, that actually triggers a bile response. It helps keep you regular. All our HVAC so guys hopping in the attic. How many of you guys squeeze lemon in your water? You get fancy. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, but I have done it for my husband, I will say. I have done that. Yeah, they like because it. Getting, they like it. You know, it. It doesn't taste bad and it just it kind of gets that rolling. But your your sleep will also make if you get a decent, you know, at least seven good hours, eight is better. It just is. If you can shoot for that, you know, more more than half the time, then you're also your cravings for all those other unhealthy foods. Those are going to calm down a little bit. And so that because the first thing you want when you're exhausted is is like carbs, like starchy carbs, because it gives you like that quick energy boost. And so so 
getting that sleep will help prevent that from happening. It's going to reset your whole system. Mentally, you are refreshed in a very powerful way. That's another kind of a natural discharge that happens all night long. So, and then if you get up, if you have the water right away, and if you can move in the morning, if that works out, that's, I'm a big fan of exercising first thing, because it really, all of that, um, that passive, uh, detoxification cycle, like the, the lymph system, it doesn't have a, a pump the way the heart does, like for your blood flow. So you are the pump. So like moving your body around, just going up and down some stairs, going, taking a short walk, like that's a terrific thing to do in the first part of the day. And you're, again, you're like refreshed, you're reset. So that one I think also is powerful. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, Jeanette. Um, another little tidbit about myself is that I'm in the military. Um, I've served for 12 years. And something that we were empowered to do was just literally do, you know, two minutes of jumping jacks, two minutes of push-ups, and two minutes of sit-ups. And I know that's only six minutes, but that amount alone gets your heart pumping, the lymph yes. system all, you know, working, all of that. So it's just something yes. to get your mind awake. And it does. It it absolutely will wake your mind up and it tells your body, okay, now we're energizing. The, the sleep is over and it gets that your whole cardiovascular system gets a little toning because six minutes, if you're doing it, you know, if you're really doing it, that's a, that's a workout that absolutely oh, yeah. counts, you know, and that'll, that'll keep you. If you did that and you walked, you know, a chunk of time, several times a week, you're, you're in so much better shape, not just now, but for the second half of your life. And this is where people often, you know, I'm a little older than you guys. I've been around for a while and I'm sort of seeing the changes that happen, certainly for women, the hormonal changes that happen around, you know, forties, fifties, um, and into the sixties. But boy, we don't think in our, our 20s, 30s, and even early 40s, we don't think about the impact of what we're doing on how we're going to feel if we're lucky enough to live into our 50s and 60s. And I will tell you what, it is much easier to do the right thing and prevent the problems than to deal with the problems after they've gotten started. That's and right. We have, a, we have an epidemic of lifestyle issues. Again, as a nurse, I'm sure you're very aware of that. We have very problems. aware, unfortunately. And yeah. so these, these are small things we're talking about that can be incorporated that will really have a big impact as you age. Yep. I like it, Jeanette. I think that right now, everybody listening, challenge to you at least six to 10 minutes in the morning, get your water in and just get your mind right to be a powerhouse through the day. I love it. Love that. Well, Jeanette, I, I think that, you know, initially I was thinking I would ask you like top three tips of lifestyle transformation, but through this entire session, I think that we have just given everybody an abundance of value. And I really appreciate you coming on. And um, I think that the Service Business Mastery is um, going to rock and roll with what information you've been able to give us. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm delighted. And I, I just love reaching out to people who are, are in this arena. And to you, thank you for your service and and for, you know, having a big family. Hats off to both you and, and Tersh. I just think that's phenomenal. And so we, you, the work being done is terrific. And we owe it in a way to the world to take tremendous care of ourselves so that we can keep doing it. I like it. Thanks, Jeanette. So Jeanette, thank, thank you. you again for coming on the, the podcast. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you, learn more about you, uh, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? 
So my website is JeanetteBessinger.com, J-E-A-N-N-E-T-T-E-B-E-S-S-I-N-G-E-R. It's all double letters. And um, I'm going to have a page with this podcast and some free giveaways for people who are interested that will be my my website, JeanetteBessinger.com forward slash S-B-M service business mastery. Perfect. So that's a good way to, to drop in and check me out a little bit. Awesome. Okay. So before we go, um, I was listening in on this conversation also, um, really quick, Julie, I'd just like to get some feedback from you. Like what's your biggest takeaway from this? I mean, I can, while you're thinking about that, I know you've been writing down tons of notes. I've been watching you. Uh, but I think my biggest feedback is that, uh, going, Going to Burger King and getting a veggie burger is going to increase sex drive. That's what I heard, basically. So. Bingo. Then listen, if that's your takeaway from it, go have a few be- veggie burgers, okay? Hey, hey why <laughs> all right, not? I all right. love it. Listen, I'm not trying to turn this into a late night with service business mastery. <laughs> not a sex podcast. However, um, I just my biggest takeaway is all the small steps and really just knowing that you can do a little bit at a time to make a huge difference. And honestly, as business owners and working in in the industry, you know that doing just the small things for clients just mean so much. And like changing your process and holding people accountable, those are small things within business that are become something that's duplicatable and create some uh, a process to be able to have a larger company to grow if that's what you're intending on doing you can um just make such you can just have such a better process if you are working on it day in and day out and eating well and changing your lifestyle and incorporating motion and having more water all of that just is such a huge impact i know it's like a that's not one thing All right. That was a lot of takeaways. Listen, I soaked it all in. No, I hope everybody listening, you totally weren't bored. I love helping Tershal and and being part of the audience and being part of the the listening. I love being able to help as much as I can. And if you want to hear more, what I would like for you to do is take a screenshot and not only tag Tersh in it. If you love that, just tag me as well. And um, Julie Blissett on Instagram or wherever and just uh, give me a shout out and let me know that you that you heard and you liked what you heard from Jeanette and I. Did that make sense? That you liked <laughs> that you liked what you heard from Jeanette and I. Thank you again everyone for listening to the Service Business Mastery Podcast, the podcast focused on service business owners, managers and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves. Uh, also, don't forget, you can reach out to me at any time, tersh at icebound.us. Uh, most often people will search, they'll send me emails just to test out my autoresponder. As you've heard through this episode, Julie and I stay very busy. So uh, one of the ways that I limit the expectations of instant replies on my emails is by setting up the autoresponder, uh, letting people know exactly when I will reply to their message so that they're not sitting there waiting on me to re- to um, reply to a message. So feel free to test that out. I get a lot of people that test it out and then, um, we turns into a conversation, but it doesn't have to, if you just, if you're one of those type of people like me, was it extreme introvert? So anyways, thank you again for listening to the service business mastery and we will talk again soon. Mm-hmm.